Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. I want to gamble. Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishelder with you here, deep from the swamps of Jersey. we got a great show coming up for you. Phil Mickelson is one of the most controversial athletes in the sports world today. Controversies seem to follow Mickelson throughout his career, up to and including a couple of weeks ago when he pulled out of the PGA Championship because of his remarks about the Saudi Golf League. Well, he made those comments to the author of an explosive new book entitled Phil, a rip-roaring and unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar, written by Alan Shipnuck. This book is making news all around the country, and coming up, we are going to talk to the author himself, Alan Shipnuck. His new book documents the incredible career of Phil Mickelson, from his controversial statements to his gambling debts, and including an insider trading situation Mickelson found himself in. Coming up, I'm talking with the author, Alan Shipnuck. So stick around. We'll be right back with House of Cards. IRS is the most powerful collection agency in the world. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. They do not give up until you pay. They put a lien on my house. How about you? Do you owe back taxes? Call Tax Solutions now and get some help. For a limited time, the IRS offers a tax forgiveness program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Our team can make it easier for you to pay back taxes, avoid tax liens, and get a fresh start. Sometimes you just need a second chance. I call Tax Solutions Now and they got the IRS off my back. At Tax Solutions Now, our affiliates are all accredited by the Better Business Bureau and members of the National Association of Tax 
professionals. We saved our home and overcame the most powerful collection agency in the world. Time is running out. Call Tax Solutions now. Call 800-299-1132. With some of the best promotions and offers in the sports betting market, PointsBet simply stands out. PointsBet is the only U.S. online bookmaker to offer points betting, where every yard, every point, every goal, even every play matters. Same gay parlays, good karma payouts, early payouts, and exclusive game day promotions and guarantees for all sports. PointsBet offers more bet types than any other bookmaker in the world, offering a unique set of markets that aren't available anywhere else. And now PointsBet is offering one of the best sign-up offers in the sports betting market today. New customers signing up with code BET21 receive two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Get up to $500 back if your first fixed odds bet loses, and up to $1,500 if your first points betting bet loses. That's code BET21 for two risk-free bets up to $2,000 at PointsBet. PointsBet, it pays to be fast. Must be 21 years or older, and in New Jersey, the place of bet terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. When it comes to colorful athletes, Phil Mickelson has to be at the top of the list. Seems like Mickelson combines incredible talent on the links with a knack for finding controversy at every stage of his career. And an incredible new book documents his rise to one of the greatest and one of the most controversial athletes in the last few decades. The book is called Phil, a rip-roaring and unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar. And in the last couple of weeks, it has gotten a lot of attention. And we are lucky to have the author Alan Shipnuck with us to talk about it. Alan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, first off, congratulations. It's an amazing book. I really enjoyed reading it. And, 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 and you're a journalist covering golf in the PGA for a long time, and you saw up close the rise of Phil Mickelson. And in the book, you actually said it was a project 20 years in the making. What prompted you to write the book at this time? What did you come, when did you come to the decision that this would be the right time to tell the Phil Mickelson story? Yeah, my first year covering the PGA Tour was 1994, and that mm-hmm. was Phil's second full season. So, I've been tracking him pretty much the entirety of his of his, of his professional career. And I've always been drawn to Phil. You know, he's such a charismatic mm-hmm. performer, and uh, he's also got a he's a great interview. He <laughs> has a very sharp needle. He's as he's very smart. Probably not quite as smart as he thinks he is, but yeah. <laughs> you know, he's got has an opinion on everything. Yeah, and. Uh, so I've always been, and, I've, and more than any other sort of modern golf superstar, he, he saw the value in reporters and, and kind of mm-hmm. let them in. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I've been lucky to see Phil in a lot of different settings, and um, I just had a lot of material squirreled away, I guess you could say. And it was really when COVID hit, and I, was, I wasn't traveling, there was, either, there was no access for reporters at PGA Tour events, and just said, you know, this would be a hell of a time to work on a book. And so I started making phone calls and just, uh, everyone else was home and bored as well. So I was able to get an incredible number of, of golfers and um, caddies and agents and other people on the phone. And in a pretty compressed period of time, I'm, 
I've made a tremendous amount of progress. So that, you know, it's, it's always been percolating, but it was really COVID that got me, Mm -hmm. got me motivated. Now Mickelson is a person that's always in the news. I'm a golf fan and it seems like I'm, I'm either reading or hearing about him in some kind of way. However, I never knew about the environment he grew up in. I mean, family was and is very important to him. And it seems like he had a very special relationship with his father and especially his grandfather. I know he presented the 18th hole flags to his grandfather after all of his wins, which didn't make a future caddy of his very happy, which is a great story in the book. But how did they influence Mickelson growing up? Yeah, I mean, that was actually fun for me because, like I said, I kind of picked up Phil once he was fully formed, you know, as a, as a young adult. And so to go back and trace um, all the history of, you know, this, this patriarch, Al Santos, his, his grandfather, who was mm-hmm. a Pebble Beach caddy and a fisherman and really lived the, the immigrant dream of, 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 of becoming sort of this extremely successful entrepreneur and taking care of his family. And, uh, and you know, it was. Al played a lot of golf with Phil when, when he was a, he's a little boy and that was a special relationship. And, you know, it's kind of become this, this piece of folklore that, that Phil's dad built this backyard putting green for him. And, uh, when, when he was, when Phil was nine years old and that's really how he, he mastered the short game was just endless repetition by himself in the backyard. And sometimes in these, these competitions against his dad. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it was, it was neat to bring all that to life. And even the San Diego junior golf scene was so vibrant, you know, it, it just obviously the weather's perfect year yeah. round, but more than that, there's there's just a really committed group of, of volunteers and adults who poured their life into creating this uh, this infrastructure. And so many great players have come out of San Diego, and so Phil was chasing some of their ghosts, and he had some contemporaries who were really great players, and then he, he inspired a whole generation behind them. But, um, but so yeah, so getting into all that old stuff was really fun. Like in the chapter about you know, I don't think there's any doubt that Phil's the greatest college golfer of all time, sure, and sure. That the chapter when he's the Arizona State is it's kind of a riot, you know, it's sort of like Animal House meets Follow the Sun, and you know, reliving his U.S. Amateur victory and the 1991 Walker Cup. Like, there's this really colorful stuff there. So it, it was a, it was a blast to go through and kind of excavate the old history of, of Phil. Well, let me ask you about his time in Arizona State and being an amateur. I, I guess, you know, we, we started to see the first signs of what Phil Mickelson would be as a pro. I mean, he displayed incredible talent, but doing and saying controversial things while playing the game. I, I mean, you talked about in Ireland at the Walker Cup, he, uh, there was a ball hit into a crowd, and he says, that's not where you want to be because the Irish women aren't too attractive, and that got a lot of press. Was that the first indication to a lot of people that Mickelson may say things that would garner a lot of attention in the media? Yeah, there's there's always been some rascal in yeah. in Phil Mickelson, and he he's a mischief maker and a pot stirrer, and uh, yeah, I mean that that thing at the Walker Cup <laughs> became an actual international incident. Yeah, he had to go. He, he had to disembark from the team bus and, and film an apology that was being demanded by the Irish consulate. And <laughs> um, I mean, it's funny, but yeah, <laughs> in the moment, you know, he thought he might have like torpedoed all his potential endorsement deals and um and inevitably that becomes the key match in the entire walker cup you know mm-hmm. phil singles and it comes down to the last hole and he misses the green and he's on the short side on the downhill hard pan lie and um he hits one of the greatest and most memorable shots of his career to win the match and clinch the, the walker cup of the united states so like phil's just always in the middle of everything and he, he just loves to stick his nose in there and 
um, yeah, that that goes back to a pretty early age and obviously continues to this day. Now, as a journalist covering Mickelson for a lot of years, was he open and honest with you, or did he say things to get a rise out of people in and out of the golf world? Both. You know, I mean, Bill's <laughs> a master manipulator of the media, and he rarely opens his mouth without an agenda. And he's, he's always working an angle, working an edge, and, and so... Uh, but he's also fun. He can be playful and he has an extremely sharp needle. Uh, so everything he says, you have to take with a grain of salt, but um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a great quote. Not everything stands up to the fact checking, but it's, it's colorful, colorful material for sure. Stick around. We'll be right back with more house of cards. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishato with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Alan Shipnuck, author of the incredible new book, Phil, a rip-roaring and unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar. Well, let me ask you about what he says to the media. I remember one story you relayed about the Ryder Cup when uh, Tom Watson was the captain of the team. Mickelson had a press conference and discussed his feelings of how and how the team was run and how things could be better for Team USA. I mean, he casted it in terms saying, I'm not saying anything against Tom Watson is a bad captain. I'm just saying Paul Azinger did it better. 
and, and eventually a lot of things he was hoping that would happen with the team actually did come to fruition. Does Mickelson see the press as a tool he can use to affect change? Oh, one million percent. I mean, he, he likes to think of himself as an agent of change, as kind of this big strategic thinker, as this maverick, this iconoclast. And there's some truth in all of that. But, yeah, um, yeah he's, you know, the that 2014 Ryder Cup is interesting because he he did kind of throw Tom Watson under the bus <laughs> in front of the world at this, this press conference. And was it was it fueled by personal vendetta because Watson had benched him? You know, definitely. Mm-hmm. But it was also still was tired of losing the Ryder Cup. And he rightfully pointed out that the whole U.S. side was, was disorganized. There was no continuity from captain to captain. And they're kind of starting over willy-nilly every, every two years, whereas the, the European side had, had a whole plan and how they groomed and how they picked their captains and, and their vice captains. And it put the U.S. at a real structural disadvantage. And so by by taking this very public stand, you know, Phil knew that he was going to create the the controversy and the, the momentum for change that was mm-hmm. needed. And um, did it besmirch Tom Watson's reputation? You know, certainly. Mm-hmm. But... Um, the U.S. has now won, after two decades of futility, the U.S. has won two of the last three Ryder Cups, and it looks like they're probably going to dominate the next decade or beyond. And everything that Phil you know, asked for and, and got has played a role in that. And so uh, you have to tip your cap to him. He puts his yeah. neck on the chopping block, uh, sometimes for the greater good, sometimes mm-hmm. it's for his own personal benefit. But he, he's willing to put it out there where you know most athletes uh, and celebrities and even everyday humans just – they want to stay in the safety of the herd. So um, Phil definitely, uh, he's, he's definitely not afraid of controversy. He's, he's not afraid to try and pull the levers of power to get what he wants. Well, speaking of neck on the chopping block, do you think this present situation we have with regard to the Saudi Golf League is just Mickelson doing what he did during the Ryder Cup press conference but taking it to a new level? I mean, do you think he's really interested in this new Saudi Golf League or did he see that as a way to force the PGA to tour to make changes, like changes in regard to prize money, media rights, and money for the players' impact program? Because it, it seems like he was trying to force those changes, but I, I don't think he really thought the blowback would be this big. What's, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, no, I, I think that's a very good summary. Um, you know, Phil has seen, he's engaged in this sort of um, civil disobedience, you know, like yeah. if he, beyond beyond just the uh, the Ryder Cup, you know, at the 2018 U.S. Open when he smacked a moving putt at Shinnecock. And again, was that petulance because he was playing bad? Certainly. But it was also a, a public statement that, you know, the USGA had lost control of the golf course again. And a lot of players were privately cheering for Phil because it really put a spotlight on the USGA had just taken the course too far in the setup. And so, um, you know, the Saudi seduction is really interesting because no one's going to deal with the Saudis if money's not a factor and they're offering insane amounts of it. And, and clearly that's tempting to fill, but you're right that there are these other issues at play and Phil's engaged behind the scenes in a lot of battles with mm-hmm. PGA tour over the years. And he's rarely won and it's bothered him. Um, <laughs> And suddenly the Saudis gave him this leverage he did not have before that. And and so he was working both sides of the street very hard. And some of the things were just for, you, you might say, were just in his own interest, like if you could get a giant payday from the Saudis. But at the same time, he was also trying to, um, you know, affect change and how the tour conducts its business in a way that would have benefited a lot of players. So 
Um, but, you know, he kind of overplayed his hand. Because what, yeah. I think what he failed to really understand is that it's a, Saudi Arabia is a very emotional issue for many people, and especially most Americans. They, they did, you know, it's the birthplace of 15 of the 9-11 hijackers. Um, they did assassinate a Washington Post journalist who was a resident of the United States. I mean, they are bad actors yeah. on the world yeah. stage. And so Phil thought he was just being this cagey businessman who was, who was working both sides of the street, but... Um, the Saudis are toxic and their money is dirty. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he understood quite the reaction that people are going to have to all of that. And so, uh, and then the other thing, you know, for, for him to acknowledge their atrocities and to me and then sort of so casually dismiss them, yeah. you know, that was, that was shocking. But I think what really got him in trouble with the tour and, and his colleagues, it wasn't the words, it was his actions, that he was actually sort of acting as a shadow commissioner and in and, and all these secret dealings and, and helping the Saudis establish this competitor, the PGA Tour, because if, if the Saudi Tour prospers and they can get a big TV contract and they can they can get big corporate support and they can take some of the stars, all of that has a, a very negative impact on the PGA Tour. I mean, it's siphoning off money that would go to the PGA Tour. And and so in some ways, Phil's taking money out of the pockets of his colleagues, and that's why they were so mad at him. It, yeah. it had nothing to do with the human rights violations in Saudi Arabia is that he was, he was affecting their livelihood. And so it's a really interesting um, issue that's still playing out because it, it, the ground continues to shift and we don't know what's going to happen between the tour and Saudi Arabia. And it's probably headed for the courts. So yeah, uh, it's, and that's why I honestly believe why Phil's not here at this PGA. He, he was, he's just trying to buy time to see how all this stuff is going to resolve itself. And if he showed up here, he would have had to declare his, his allegiance either the Saudis or the PGA tour. And, I don't think he knows which way he's going to go yet, so it's better to stay underground. And I know he's claiming in the press that his comments to you about the Saudi golf tour were off the record, but given your account that you laid out in the book, it's hard to believe that Mickelson didn't know he was speaking on the record with regard to his comments. Do you feel he knew he was speaking on the record when he made those comments to you? Oh, one million percent. I mean, I had approached Phil three times uh, face-to-face and asked him to do interviews for this book. Mm-hmm. And uh, this started the 2020 PGA Championship and carried over into Pebble Beach in 21, early 21. And he thought about it and ultimately declined, which is fine. That's his yeah. prerogative. But um, then, you know, late in the process of me writing this book, his, his lawyer reached out and they made this offer for me to become a consultant for as <laughs> Phil was gearing up to take on the tour. And, that was really quizzical. I mean, it's a glaringly obvious conflict of interest. I cannot take Phil's money while I'm writing a book about him. It yeah. makes no sense. So obviously, I declined that. But it tells you, you know, they're, where their head is. You know, they're they're they're, work, they're they're trying to buy hearts and minds. They're, the manipulation has begun. And so then Phil reached out to me and said he wanted to follow up on that and have a conversation. And given the context of me asking him for these interviews and that I'm deep into writing this book, like. Every syllable he utters is going straight in the book, and he knows that. Yeah, you know, it, it, unless we come to some sort of agreement. And if he had asked to go off the record, I would have pushed back really hard because this is my one chance to talk to him for the book. So for him to say otherwise was disappointing and it was false, and I think it's revealing of his character in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Stick around; we'll be right back with more House of Cards.
Free stuff is awesome. But free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. That's BABE16 because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Get ready, Pennsylvania, to take the best poker games with you on the go anywhere in Pennsylvania with the World Series of Poker Real Money Online Poker app. For over 50 years, the World Series of Poker has been the most trusted name in poker. Now it's your chance to win WSOP circuit rings and WSOP bracelets from anywhere in the Commonwealth. And WSOP.com has a great new sign-up offer for its Pennsylvania players. Download the app or go to WSOP.com and sign up using our bonus code CARDS21. You'll get $25 in free play just for signing up. Get another $25 with your first deposit. That's $50 free play just by signing up and depositing with WSOP.com. And don't forget to use our code CARDS21 at registration. Become a poker champion with an authentic WSOP experience right from the comfort of your own home or anywhere in the Keystone State. Download the WSOP app or go to WSOP.com and sign up today. The cards are in the air at WSOP.com. Must be 21 years or older. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Auto Accident Help Desk is a marketing agency connecting callers with attorneys. Providers pay a fee for advertising services. I love getting my kids ready and driving them to school. But a careless driver can change your life in an instant. And insurance companies want to settle on the cheap. Auto Accident Help Desk connects victims with powerful lawyers. They fight for you. I called Auto Accident Help Desk and got help for my pain and suffering. Don't let an insurance company take advantage of you. Our attorneys fight and beat big insurance every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. If you've been injured in an automobile accident in the last six months, you owe it to yourself to make this free call with no obligation. We're available 24-7 to help you get the money you deserve for your pain and suffering. Auto Accident Help Desk helps accident victims like you every day. Call 800-297-9766. 800 800-297-9766. 800-297-9766. Hey, this is Dave Shuttle from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of May 30th, 2022. Michigan reported that its iGaming platform set a new monthly record. In April, Michigan's online gaming platforms recorded $132.4 million in gross gaming revenue. This marks the third month in a row where Michigan has achieved a monthly record for iGaming. New Jersey's iGaming revenue totaled $136.8 million and Pennsylvania hit $113.1 million. A couple of Pennsylvania casinos have been fined for allowing gamblers on the exclusion list to play at their properties. Wind Creek Bethlehem was fined over $22,000 when a self-excluded gambler lost over $10,000 on the property. Hollywood Casino at Penn National Racecourse was also fined $10,000 when an excluded gambler spent an hour playing slot machines. Since the Keystone State legalized casino gambling in 2004, over 17,000 gamblers have placed their names on the self-exclusion list. 
And finally, America's favorite sports better is getting into poker. Mattress Mac will be sponsoring a team of 14 poker players who will play at the World Series of Poker this year. Mac, whose real name is Jim McIngvel, will give each player $40,000 and will also cover their travel expenses. In all, he is spending $560,000 for his poker team who are calling themselves the Poker Stallions. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. House of Cards Gaming Report is brought to you by Fubo Sportsbook. Get in the game with Fubo Sportsbook. And now new customers get a risk-free bet up to $1,000 plus a free month of Fubo TV when you sign up at FuboSportsbook.com with promo code WATCH, W-A-T-C-H. That's promo code WATCH when you sign up to get your first risk-free bet up to $1,000 at Fubo Sportsbook plus a free month of Fubo TV. Sign up, then sync up to enjoy one of the most unique and personalized sports experiences in the market today. Watch, wager, and win with Fubo Sportsbook. You're listening to House of Cards. Your Majesty, the royal wrestlers await. I'll bet on the little guy. How much? 3,000 guineas, two geese, and a duck. That's a foul bet. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. House of Cards is brought to you by Drizzly, your online liquor store. Available in over 95 cities across North America, Drizzly offers a huge selection and competitive pricing with a side of personalized content. Now there's no need to leave the house. Get alcohol delivered in less than an hour by Drizzly. Head on over to drizzly.com and order today. And now get $5 off your first order of $20 or more when using promo code DRINK19 at checkout. Shop beer, wine, and liquor with drizzly.com. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Alan Shipnuck, author of the incredible new book, Phil, a rip-roaring and unauthorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar. Now, some are saying that he got involved with the Saudi Golf League because he needed money because of gambling debts. He also sold his airplane, which is another thing people are starting to point to and say he needs money because of these debts. In your book and through your research, it was figured that Mickelson lost about $40 million from betting over a four-year period. I mean, one story you documented in the book was that he was in Vegas with a bunch of friends who were heading to the sports book to place a bet, and he told them they better do place their bets first. Because when he placed his bet, that would move the line, which is incredible. I mean, was that an exaggeration on Mickelson's part, or was that an indication of how much money he was throwing down on sports betting? Yeah, he was swimming in very deep waters. And, you know, the gambling's always been part of Phil's brand. Like, everyone knows he's a gambler. He's talked about it openly. And, yeah. I mean, he used to call him the Dan Patrick Show and give his, his football picks. <laughs> and, um, you know, he's been very open about it through the years. So. Um, but the question was like, how, how much money are we talking about? And and through my reporting, I was able to get a snapshot of it. And it's, it's a lot of money. I mean, you're millions and millions and millions of dollars. And so, and that's just what we know about, you know, we don't know, we don't know. And, you know, he he certainly made a, a fortune in his career, but it's not what you make, it's what you keep. And I think it's an open question, like how much financial pressure is Phil feeling? Because, you know, even in the breakup with Jim McKay as caddy, yeah. money was at the root of that. You know, Bones felt he was owed $900,000 that Phil wouldn't make good on. And, you know, the Billy Walters insider trading case, you know, part of that comes down to Phil selling these stocks so he can he can pay back this gambling debt to Billy Walters. Like, 
if Phil has as much money as we assumed he did, why would he just like wire him the money? You know, why did he have to engage in these other things? And why is he not paying back bones? Mm-hmm. And you know, Phil just he sold Air Phil his, his Gulfstream, which he yeah. loved like a fourth child, and that raised some eyebrows. No one ever saw that, you know, because he just loved that plane so much. And so we don't know everything about where Phil is financially, but these snapshots and suggest uh, that, you know, that maybe maybe this, this, this Saudi money is more of a necessity than we could have imagined. You know, I'm glad you brought up Billy Walters. I mean, it seems like a lot of the problems that Mickelson encountered with regard to betting and the stock market starts with his association with Billy Walters. Who is Billy Walters and what was his relationship to Phil Mickelson? Billy Walters is a legend in Las Vegas. Um, he was really the first guy to bring computer analysis into betting in the 1980s. And he had this syndicate, and they they were cleaning up in Vegas. And he was also you know, he's the kind of guy who would, he would observe a wheel bias, a roulette wheel, and he would spend the next 36 hours cleaning out the casino and walk out of there with you know, $3.6 million, um, which is a, a famous... I can't, you know, something that really happened with Billy. And um, and he loves golf. You know, he's been a regular in pro-ams on the PGA Tour, and he loves he loves to bet on the golf course. It was almost inevitable that him and Phil would, would somehow connect with each other. And they became friends, and Billy became a mentor to Phil. They became golf buddies. Um, but they also started betting together, and it was a mutually beneficial relationship. And, then, you know, Phil suddenly had access to the mind of this legendary gambler who's claimed to have only one losing year across four decades. And then Billy got access to uh, Phil's channels for how he was placing the bets because Billy would have so much success. He would sometimes get cut off. And um, so they were placing these bets together, but sometimes Phil wanted to, to bet something that, that Billy Walters thought was, was a Turkey and he would pass, but he would still place the bet because knowing it was, it would lose would, would keep him in good graces with the bookies. Right. And, yeah. Um, and, but, over time, you know, he's fronting the money, and Phil was losing these bets, and Phil wound up, wound up owing Billy a substantial amount of money into the millions, and so that that was the bet he had to pay off, and that's where this insider trading case comes in. And Phil was never charged with a crime. It's it's a it's complex, and I lay it all out in the book. But he was adjacent to the crime, and so he was named as a relief defendant, and he had to. Um, give back a million dollars in so-called ill-gotten gains, which is my favorite term. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Billy was charged with crimes. He was convicted, and he went down the river, and you know he was sentenced to federal prison. And he always felt like if Phil had testified on his behalf, it would have it would have made um, a difference. Whether that's true, it could have kept him out of jail. We don't know. But Phil had made it clear through lawyers he was going to take the Fifth Amendment, and he was not going to testify. And so, in Billy's world. You know, loyalty is is the coin of the realm, and that was the ultimate betrayal. So he's he's still mad at Phil, and you know, Billy. It's in my book, and it's starting to leak out. You know, he's writing his own book. It's about his life, which is incredibly colorful. But there's certainly going to be some chapters about Phil Mickelson. And you know, my intention was to write a very fair, balanced look at a very complicated person. But Billy Walters is not a trained journalist. He's uh, he's looking to get a scalp. He's looking for vengeance here. So. Phil is, is rightfully worried about that book, and I, I think that's part of this, uh, this, this period of reflection where he's gone underground. You know, it, it, he's trying to sort out all these, all these things that are swirling around him.
You know, I found it amazing with regard to the insider trading case, how close Mickelson came to jail time. I mean, if the case was heard at a different time, it was quite possible that Mickelson could have seen some time in jail if he was convicted. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And uh, it's one of the, in a life full of great escapes, is one of the biggest ones, you know, because mm-hmm. without getting in the weeds on this, it was, there was these two court decisions um, that kind of bracketed this case. And the first one came down as investigators were, were putting their case together against Billy Walters and um, basically said someone who's a second hand gets the information second hand, in this case, as Phil did, if they don't know the, the exact source of the relationship or they don't know um, the where the information came or how it might be tainted, they can't be charged with a crime. And then two years later, the U.S. Supreme Court overruled that and said, well, not so fast, you know, uh, you, you're still culpable. And so, but Phil's case came due right in between these two decisions. So if it had come up before December of 2014 or, or after de- to December 2016 when these, these two court cases came through, Phil would have been in a much more precarious position. So it was just, it was really dumb luck that these other court mm-hmm. cases played out the way they did just as federal investigators were putting this whole thing together. So uh, it's, it's a fascinating chapter in, uh, in Phil's life and, you know, in this book. Another case that Phil Mickelson's name came up in is the case of the Detroit bookie Dandy Don Serrano. In fact, during the plea agree- uh, agreement in the case, there was a quote that said, quote, money laundering of funds from PM, unquote. What was Mickelson's involvement in that case? Yeah, I mean, um, outside the lines, you know, they had, they had these documents that indicated that that, 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 was, that was Phil who had wired, you know, sent by wire almost $3 million to this this gambling associate in San Diego, and this guy wound up being convicted for for tax and wire fraud uh, crimes, and he went to jail as well. And so, you know, there's again, there's that there's these really um, shady characters that are in Phil's life, and there's a lot of money changing hands. And so, it does beg the question: like, how deep did the gambling go? Uh, we know a little bit of it. You know, some of these things have worked out, leaked out in court documents and in trial transcripts, but. There's a lot we don't know, and it, it does it does kind of color this whole Saudi seduction. Like, yeah. um, is is how much need are we talking about uh, for a guy who's number two all time on the the tour's money list and who has, you know made a killing in the endorsement market? So it's um, it's it's a fascinating subtext. This whole book, you, you know, given all the these events and all the controversial things that he has said and done, and you know what he continues to do, how is he viewed by the other players on the PGA Tour? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. I mean, Phil's always been the lightning rod, and and some some players really respect him for speaking um, truth to power. Uh, he rubs some of them the wrong way. Some are amused by him. Some can't stand him. I mean, he's just a polarizing character and mm-hmm. you know all that's in the book you know I, yeah. I wanted to write a really balanced look at this, this very larger than life personality so all of phil's philanthropies in there all his random acts mm-hmm. of kindness with, with other players and, and fans his mentorship of, of a lot of young guys on the tour like i was, I was happy to celebrate all yeah. phil's virtues and there are many but there has been a lot of controversy yeah. and there has been a lot of messiness and that's all in the book too and you know there's a lot of voices from the tour and some are supportive, and, and there's some detractors. And again, it's just I think that balance was important to, to present to the readers, and they'll make up their own mind, you know, what they really think about who Phil is. 
Well, I want to kind of end on a nice note. And one thing that has remained constant throughout Mickelson's professional career has been his wife, Amy. By all accounts, they have a great relationship. Given all his ups and downs in his career, what has it meant for him to have Amy with him throughout it all? Yeah, she's been his North Star. You know, everyone in the game loves Amy. And she's a very skilled, you know, de facto publicist because mm-hmm. he's just charming and chatty with reporters and everybody in the game. And even, you know, when, when Phil would play bad, he, he'd stomp away. Um, in his childish fashion, you know, Amy would, would give reporters good material. And so it, it helped soften Phil's image for sure. So, yeah, she's been a huge part of her story. And, um, you know, her cancer battle is, Mm-hmm. was well known and helped helped galvanize the whole the whole tour community and led to a tremendous amount of awareness and fundraising around breast cancer so i mean phil is polarizing but amy is not everybody loves amy and uh, so there's some fun stuff in the book about her as well well, I knew this was going to be one of those interviews that I'm going to run out of time on. I didn't get to the high points of his career. I didn't get to his relationship with Tiger or his caddy. And, hey, there's even a story about the Toledo Mud Hens in the book. So uh, check this out. Um, but uh, the name of the book is Phil, the Rip-Roaring and Unauthorized Biography of Golf's Most Colorful Superstar. Alan, where can people buy the book? Is it basically everywhere, Amazon, uh, bookstores? It's out now, right? For sure. Yeah, I mean, ideally, there's like a local independent bookstore in your in your in your town you want to support because um, you know we're trying to keep those bookstores going. But yep. for sure, it's on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, anywhere, anywhere you buy your books. And I I did read the audio version, which was really fun, and it, oh, okay. you know brought a certain amount of passion to, to that. So if you like audio books, I think that's a good listen. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much everywhere at this point. Alan Shipnuck, author of Phil, the rip-roaring and authorized biography of golf's most colorful superstar. Thanks so much for coming on and talking about the book with us. It's an incredible read, and I urge everyone to pick up a copy. Thanks so much for talking about it with us. Well, thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. I appreciate that. I appreciate your interest. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. 
Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry with payments as low as $68 per month or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2021. Call 1-800-308-8291 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-308-8291. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-308-8291. People gotta win sometimes. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have a giant, colorful check to deposit. Bean the House is brought to you by BetMGM Casino. Play your favorite casino games at BetMGM Online Casino. Slots, table games, live dealer games, everything you love about Atlantic City and Vegas, all online at BetMGM. Don't wait. Join in the fun now. Go to BetMGM Casino, create an account using our promo code TURNPIKE, and become a verified player. New players get $25 free when signing up, plus a first deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code TURNPIKE at BetMGM.com for a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 plus $25 free. Grab a lion's share of the fun at BetMGM.com. Must be 21 years or older to place a bet. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And welcome to this week's edition of Beating the House, where we're going to crisscross the country in search of all the different jackpots we can get our hands on from the press releases were sent by the casinos, the lottery commissions, uh, and just uh, talk about the uh, different types of jackpots that were hit, the different types of games, uh, as well as the different locations around the country that you know people can actually travel to and win some of these games with. Yeah, no, I, I, I like uh, I, I'm finding myself when I walk into a casino in the gaming floor. You know, I, I'm looking at some of the machines that you told me about in this segment. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't uh, let's like get past the fourth wall or something like that. It, it's uh, we, I, I don't know what you're going to tell me about okay. these things. So when you say uh, you, you you put you put a note notes in front of me. Uh, one's dancing drums. Uh, that's the first thing I saw. I was like, oh, I know that game. I played that game. So and I I start looking for it in the uh, casinos. Well, there are two different types of dancing drums. See, I didn't know that. There's dancing drums and dancing drums explosion. Okay. I think there's also a third one coming out at some. See, point I don't too. know which one I played now. Well, the one that's online right now. In a lot of the online I played casinos, online, so. is Dancing Drums Explosion. Okay, maybe I did that one. But there, there are some of the online casinos that have both. Okay, that pays out a lot, by the it way. It always pays out. I love Dancing Drums. It's almost as good as Divine Fortune in terms yeah. of actually paying yeah. out. But uh, uh, right now, we're going to be talking about a brick-and-mortar jackpot. Okay. Uh, first of all, keep those press releases coming in. They you know, love getting them. Info at TurnpikeSportsRadio.com. Not only do we love hearing about the jackpots, we like hearing about the the uh, locations as well. Yeah, yeah. And also, we love learning about the games because some of these games I've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> and, I'm, and they're coming out with new ones more and more every day. As a matter of fact, I think I saw an announcement. One of the Vegas casinos just got the new Dune slot machine. Wow. Based Dune, on the movie. Huh? Based wow. on the movie. The movie from the 80s? No, no. The new movie. The new movie. Starring okay. the guy from Aquaman and... Uh, the girl from one of the, the new Spider-Man movies, Zendaya or whatever her name is, but that it was so, like a little, it was a, it was a uh, OTT a streaming movie. 
That's a, that's a big thing now. You you bring out a movie, you, you get oh, yeah. a, <laughs> you get you a have uh, to have slot a, machine with it. Well, it's all part of IP now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. And especially if it's popular and you know, name, image, likeness is a huge thing now. And not it's only actual for sports, advertising for you can make money yeah, exactly. on. And also, so. they, uh, some, in some instances, not only do the slot machines based upon TV or movies have actual scenes from those TV shows and movies, they actually shoot scenes. For the games. Oh, okay. And they use the voices or they use some kind of motion capture or whatever. And there's a whole industry. I know Aristocrat does it. IGT does it. It's a huge industry creating games based upon TV, movies, books, all that stuff. Oh, great. But we're going to start off here. We're going down to Florida. All right. We don't. We haven't done Florida in a while. Uh, Florida's always been big with jackpots in terms of the Hard Rock franchise. Okay. Seminole Hard Rock Tampa we're going to be talking about here. Oh, this is the note I was just talking about. I yes. looked at your production notes. I saw dancing drums. This is. The I saw da- nothing else. I just saw dancing drums. <laughs> well, I know dancing drums. Well, you know, when you see the names of the, the games now, sometimes you kind sure. of, you know, you focus on the name of the game. But this is a dancing drum slot machine. $22 bet turned into $522,234. Wow. That is one of the biggest ones. I won money Seminole. on dancing drums, but I didn't win a no, half a million no. dollars. It's one of the biggest ones Seminole has has churned out this year. Okay, I know they had. I think they had uh, seven hundred or six hundred or I think even a million dollar jackpot earlier this year, if not late last year when we were doing this segment. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of the biggest ones of the year for Seminole Hard Rock Tampa, and it was you know it's good to see them always doing that again. Kind of a high bet for me, twenty two bucks. I mean, I don't yeah. know if I would ever do that. On a slot machine, but they're well, up. if you want to win a half a million dollars, I guess so. You might I have guess to. so. Well, maybe if you were doing Dancing Drums Explosion, it would have been a smaller bet with a maybe, bigger. I don't bigger know. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, I don't know exactly how. I don't dancing know the drum exact works. differences between Dancing Drums and Dancing Drums Explosion. Well, so. again, this is a five hundred twenty-two thousand dollar jackpot, Seminole Hard Rock, Tampa, Florida. Uh, as a matter of fact, I remember seeing a press release earlier this year that they had already kicked out like something like 33 million dollars in wow in uh, jackpots at some point um but again 522,000 one of the biggest ones for this year going to the heartland kansas all right kansas matter of fact congratulations kansas for just passing sports betting yeah last week yes i guess yeah and also being sued by one of your own casinos yeah what, what casino sued the majestics no that no, was uh, i don't even know it, it was one of the bally's property no i think it was a boyd game boyd gaming thing. property yeah, sorry boyd. <laughs> sorry guys sorry guys it was a boyd gaming property so. suing on a uh a historical horse racing well, contract uh, yeah, I, I guess they were claiming that um, they were supposed to be the only ones yeah, in a certain county, kind of exclusive thing. Yeah, and so. and some and another place in the same county put up historical horse racing machines. That's that's a whole other issue than what we're talking about here. But <laughs> we're going to the Prairie Band Casino in Mayetta, Kansas. All right, I believe that's how you say that the name of the town. M a y e t t a. If anyone's living there, if anyone's from there, I apologize, but uh, it's Mayetta, Kansas. Prairie Band Casino. We have Douglas winning two hundred seventy three thousand nine hundred forty three. Not this Douglas, yeah. Unfortunately, if if it was me, I wouldn't be here. Yeah, right. Uh, but he won two hundred seventy three thousand nine hundred forty three dollars on the classic Stepper game, Star Wheel. Not even now, sure. Stepper I know what that means. Wheel, Stepper game is a way to. It's a referral to 
a three reel slot machine oh, that okay. has different stages. Oh, all right. Okay. So that's what that's what a stepper game is. All right, I learned something new every day. And matter of fact, I got this from not only the casino, but I got it from the the uh, game maker. Every every makes the Star Wheel game uh, game. It's actually a one of a pair of patriotic themed games. You have the Star Wheel and the American Reel. American Wheel. Okay. Both are patriotic star themed games that uh, you know basically get glittering stars to uh, trigger bonuses, and also uh, they have a whole bunch of different lighting systems yeah. that actually stand out on the floor of the casino. All the bells and whistles. All the bells and whistles. So, and they must have gone off if this guy uh, won two hundred and seventy three thousand nine hundred forty three dollars. Wow. One of the bigger ones from Prairie Band Casino. All right. Uh, going out to Vegas right now. We're going to Bally's Las Vegas. We have a Caesars Rewards member hitting a jackpot for $91,594 playing the Lightning Cash slot machine. Hmm. Okay. I've actually seen these Lightning Cash slot machines. Matter of fact, they're part of, I think, the Lightning Link series. That are all linked I, together, I, progressive. This is one of those stuff. machines I'd know it if I saw it. Probably. I, I just can't, but picture, again, I can't picture it right now. So. But again, you know, you got companies like Aristocrat putting out the Buffalo game. Yeah. Then you got another company doing the Bison games. Okay. So this, Jeez. you know, there's Lightning Link games and then there's Lightning Cash games. Um, but again, $91,594 and a lot of rewards points earned by that guy with that jackpot. Uh, we're going to go from, we're going to leave Nevada. We're going to go to the East Coast again. All right. You know, I got to organize these geographic. Yeah, right. I'm, well, I did say crisscrossing the country in the beginning of this. You know what you got to do? You got to do a graphic that has the line traveling. Oh, like an Indiana Jones Indiana movie? Indiana Jones. Yes. So. Yeah. Jackpot Jones. Yeah. Um, but again, we're going to Encore Boston Harbor. A lot of money is being won at Boston Encore Harbor. No, Encore Boston Harbor. Encore I got to get the Boston name right. Harbor. Yeah, no, it's, a lot of money is getting won out of there. For, first of all. It's a beautiful problem. Oh, absolutely. They just got their uh, five-star resort rating, rating yes. by someone. I don't even know. Well, so. it's a beautiful place. That are, no, it, it's it, incredible. It deserves a five-star rating. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Uh, we got two jackpots, one on this, uh, one about maybe within a week of each other. At Encore Boston Harbor. Matter of fact, I think the last time we did this, we had two jackpots uh, dealing with a, with a poker game. Not, okay. a, not an actual not, – not – Poker, poker. It's like one of those three-card poker things? One of the table things, games. Or? Joker oh, okay. for poker or fun for poker. Or <laughs> okay. Some, some, some name, something with four poker in it. I can't remember. I don't oh, have my yeah, notes in front right. of me. yeah, that's right. I remember I don't now. have I don't I have can't remember the name of, of it, though. And I apologize again because I don't remember that name. But again, this one we have Cecilia winning 77 Crazy 000. for poker. That's it. There you go. <laughs> Crazy oh, you number actually, four. You actually poker. have access to my other yeah, notes. Yeah, I, I, okay. I have notes okay. now. See? See, there you go. So one of us is prepared. No, yes. but it's crazy and then the number, number four, four and it uh, says yeah. poker. It has something so. to do with four cards being dealt or I, something. So whatever. Uh Cecilia won seventy seven thousand two hundred and twenty eight dollars playing the lightning link slot machine. There's the other we were just talking about, Lightning Cash. This is Lightning Link. Okay. All right. Matter of fact, I remember going down to Atlantic City and I think it was uh, Bally's, maybe? They had the Lightning Link room. Oh, okay. They had it all set aside for the Lightning Link machines. All right. Which were pretty cool to look at. Great. They stood cool. out. But Lightning Link slot machine, 77000 at Encore Boston Harbor. And about a week before, another person, and I remember you asking this question last week, 
What happens when the person doesn't want their name out there or their picture taken? We have an anonymous winner taking home $80,000 playing the double gold slot machine at yep. Encore Boston Harbor. And what they did, they didn't put the name out. Okay. And all they did was tweet a picture of the reels of the machine. Sure, sure. So, no, what we were talking about uh, uh, last week where, uh, you know, you, they put it on Facebook and I see some comments saying, doesn't look happy. Oh, uh, well, uh, I, why do they take their picture? I, I wouldn't want to take my picture if, uh, you know, I won that much money, implying that they were forced to take yes. a picture. <laughs> I mean, they get uh, permission from these players to take their picture. Yes. So it's not and, like and the they, uh, casino personnel holding people down, taking their pictures. No, they get permission. That would be a funny picture they to get say. Permission that would be a funny picture They get to permission say. to say their name and the amount. Yes. So. And so now you know so. when they don't give permission so for it's completely name or, voluntary. or picture, yes. it's a picture of the reels. Yes, it's completely voluntary. Uh, taking we're pictures. We're going to move over to Nevada again. We have just a general report from the Rampart Casino at the resort at Summerlin. Okay. Um since May 1st, they have already paid out $22.6 million in jackpots. Since May 1st? Since May 1st. Whoa, okay. And uh, it, we, we're about 20 days into May now. Okay. Uh, by the time this airs, probably it's pretty impressive. I mean, yes. And yeah. it's not a huge casino either. It's on a beautiful property. I, I've actually never heard of it. Rampart Casino. It's, it's actually part of a huge resort in okay. Summerlin. All and right. there's a couple, there's another hotel there, there's a golf course. It's a beautiful, beautiful property. Um, the uh, last couple jackpots themselves were a $40,000 jackpot on double, double bonus poker. You know, the video poker sure. uh, machines, I believe. Uh, Previous guest. I only play them at game. the yeah. I only play them at the bar. Yes. I don't. It's just you know. You go to a bar. You sit down. It's right in front of you, and you start playing it. And so. the other more recent one. I mean, they, they they're if you go to their website, they list these all out. I mean, they got they got ten thousand here, five thousand here, twelve thousand, uh, forty thousand double double bonus poker, and then you had a twenty one thousand dollar jackpot on what looked like the Locket Link piggy bank theme machine. They didn't put the name of the machine up there. Oh, okay. So I'm going by the image there. All right. Uh, we're going to move from casinos to lotteries. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the Michigan Lottery. We haven't done a Michigan Lottery story in a while. We used to do one almost every week for a while. Yeah, they had a lot of winners. Uh, we're talking about a Battle Creek man who won the Michigan Lottery's Lotto 47 game but did not know it for a couple of weeks. Well, look, I mean, I, I can see how that happens. You know, you buy a ticket, you put it in your wallet, and you never, no. you never look at it. He again. didn't do it. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. No. What did he do? He buys tickets, and every so often, like uh, like every two weeks or so, every three weeks, he has his wife check him against the uh, lottery app. Okay, that's. Okay. And this has been sitting there for a week. She checked out all these tickets, came across the winner, and they discovered several weeks later. This is, uh, we're talking mid May here. The mm -hmm. this was reported. Mm -hmm. This was for the April twentieth drawing. Well, you have a whole year to claim it. Three point so three. I think you have a whole 3. year. Three point three nine million dollars. Wow! And wow. it was just sitting there in a stack of lottery tickets. Well, see, he has a good, efficient system. Which he has is a good, great. efficient wife if she actually <laughs> yeah, knows I mean, enough to I, do I, that. Won three point three million dollars. She's so very I'm happy sure to continue they're very checking. happy to do it. Yes, so. yes. Uh, going over to the Virginia lottery. We uh, got a couple stories, a couple winners here. We have Mickey Shelton. They actually released the names. Okay. Uh, an Axton man who owns a small business. 
He usually goes into a certain store and gets a lottery ticket and a cup of coffee. He actually bought a 10 years of cash ticket from the Virginia Lottery. It's another one of their scratchers. Okay. And at first, he thought he won $600. So he thought he was starting off his day good. Great. He took the ticket to the cashier. The cashier said, it looks like 600 And then he looked at it closer and uh, gave it back to the guy and let the guy look at it again. And he found that he won $566,000. Wow. Wow. Yes. The, the full amount, he took the one-time cash sum. That's after taxes. Sure. So, that's, yeah. They always say to do that. Yeah. You know, if you're doing it, won a lottery, take the, the lump sum. Well, he had a choice. The lump sum, 566000 or 5000 a month for 10 years. Yeah. I mean, either way, it works out in your favor yeah. when you win, but... I, I'm assuming that's why if you win a lottery, you got Well, you always have to check with your accountant, yes. your financial advisor, always check with a lawyer, it's, especially if you win something really, really big. And two other so, big numbers from the Virginia, uh, from the Virginia lottery, Kirk Mayer bought a cash five and with an easy match ticket, you know, they got quick picks. Okay. Uh, he won $248,587. Um, and, uh, he actually, Tapped into a bonus, so he got even more money with the wow. with the prize. Yeah, that's good. And Lakeisha W, no last name, of Fairfax won two hundred thirty seven thousand six hundred thirty three dollars playing the Cash Buster Multiplier. That's one of their online instant games at the Virginia Lottery. Okay. So congratulations to all our winners this this week. Uh, casinos, lotteries. Uh, please keep the uh, press releases coming in, and we'll keep doing the segment. We love learning about the new games, the new lottery game scratchers, the new casino games that are out there, and we'll just keep doing this. This is fun. Well, that'll do it for us this week. I'll see you next time on House of Cards. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.